Welcome to Fallout Off The Record, brought to you by Quest Gaming Network. And sponsored in part by Sunset Sarsaparilla, build mass with sass. And now, on to our show. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 7 of Fallout Off the Record. I am your host, Rick McVick, and with us tonight is Shalene. Hello! We want to thank you all for coming out and watching us this evening on episode 7, Mystery. Now, before we get started, we've got a few ads for you guys. TweakedAudio.com sponsors this episode, and if you use our code, Off the Record, all one word, at checkout, you'll receive free shipping, 30% off, and free shipping, because I don't know why I said that twice, because it's nice. Tweaked Audio has the best headphones uh, that I've used personally at work, um, and I know Shaleen uses them. They're just mm-hmm. formatted for, you know, audio, music, and, and that sort of thing. So they know who their audience is. They know what they want. So, yeah, use our code off the record at checkout to get 30% off and free shipping. Um, and also, we're sponsored by Audible.com. If you use our link, audibletrial.com slash Network, you'll receive a free audiobook. And, yeah, like I – yeah. So <laughs> I love it how I get to the end of this thing, and I think to myself, I nailed it. I got it. And then I go to repeat it, <laughs> and I drop it. I drop You're it like a hot great, potato. Rick. You're doing um, great. <laughs> oh, psh, I know I'm doing great. Uh, but yeah, so you go to audibletrial.com slash Network, and you'll get a free audiobook of your choosing. You can also donate to co- donate. Yeah, I said that right. You can also donate to questgamingnetwork.com by using our PayPal link in the upper left side, upper left quadrant, uh, upper left hemisphere of our website when you go to questgamingnetwork.com. Tonight's show, it's going to be fun. We've got some different segments for you to keep it fresh and interesting. And uh, so tonight we're going to go over some news, some gameplay, some mods. That's going to be fun. Uh, Lore and the weapon of the week. And we have some user emails from you guys out there in the web world. So we are going to go ahead and get started right with our news. If you like news, you're going to love our next segment. What happened in the week of Fallout this week, Shaleen? It was a very news-heavy week this week, even more so than last week with Gamescom. Yeah, Yeah, we got a a lot of things to talk about. I'm going to start out, though, with a correction from last week. Last week, we had the the Fallout Shelter update, and I was all stressed out because the Mr. Handy had a health bar, and I thought (laughs) we're going to have to buy a new Mr. Handy with real money every time Mr. Handy blows up. Yeah. But that's that's just not true, Rick. No. When Mr. Handy explodes, you can repair him for two thousand caps. Uh, so in-game currency. So I was worried about that for nothing. Uh, I'll try to be less hysterical. In Yay, the Bethesda for keeping it in-game money. <laughs> Good guy, Bethesda. Yeah, not some silly paywall. So our next news item came from IGN. Bethesda has no plans to tell us more about Fallout 4's story before the game releases. Uh, Rick, you're, you're making the sad face over there, but I'm totally fine with this. I know, me too. I'm just, I'm here for comic, comedic effect and nothing else. <laughs> the article was written by IGN's Tristan Ogilvy, and uh, he saw the, uh, QuakeCon, the QuakeCon demo, uh-huh. and uh, he thought that it was a, a shallow demo because it was very combat heavy, and there was few story or character details. 
Uh, I think he's a crazy person. I I thought there was a lot to talk about in that demo. Well, that and like, we all know that Fallout has amazing stories. I mean, mm-hmm. your dad escapes the vault. You've been lied to all your life. You have to, you know, you know, save the world with with pure water, fresh water. And then in New Vegas, you got shot in the head and survived by a gun you get in the game. So it's a useless gun, really. But anyway, and then you have to go seek revenge and you have this whole faction battle between good guys and bad guys and Brotherhood of Steel. And it's amazing. So, of course, they wouldn't ripe on the, you know, ramp on the story because we know it's going right, to be good. They want us to discover it. It's the combat that has been lacking this whole time. So, of course, they're going to be like, look at yeah. the new shiny combat. It's amazing. <laughs> so... Well, it was a it was a really good article, and I wanted to talk about a few other things that it mentioned. Um, This was a quote from Pete Hines. I would be stunned if we said anything else about the story ever again prior to launch. We're going to let everybody experience that in the game as much as possible. And uh, he went on to say that sacrifices were made so that they could market the game. They didn't really want to talk about any of the story, but Mm. you have to give some information if you want to sell copies. I mean, I think. Maybe you don't when it's Fallout, but you know. There you go. I'm glad that they gave us enough to, you know, make us salivate oh, yeah. for more. So I'm really happy with what they've done so far. And yeah, I'm totally not upset that they're not going to spoil anything else. Mm-hmm. The article said that the game's director Todd Howard was the biggest influence in terms of the game's short release campaign. Heinz <laughs> um, said, and I'm paraphrasing. It's not a quote. He said that Howard would have preferred a week or a day uh, of notice. He hates taking time away from the development to make demos. And he's a perfectionist. And every time they would show something, he would see just things that were wrong. And he wanted to fix them. And he just didn't enjoy showing the game ahead of time. He'd, re- he'd rather just show it the day. Just be like, you know what? Here's Fallout. Go buy it. <laughs> No pre-order, just straight to store shelves. People walk into store one day and all of a sudden there's Fallout 4 sitting on the shelf. <laughs> like, I think that's what? how Half-Life 3 is going to release someday. <laughs> I think you're just going to boot up Steam and Half-Life 3. Um, anyways, <laughs> that was that was in the weeds. Um, that was Half-Life off the record for this week. <laughs> they uh, compromised on six months uh, for the release uh, window. Knowing that the reputation that they have combined with the demand for Fallout would mean they wouldn't need that year, two years that a lot of other games need. And uh, while they're focusing on the main game right now, they have put some thought into what they're going to do on DLC. They talked about melee and shooting being a focus during development. Um, The first person combat, both guns and melee, is something that the team spent a lot of time trying to improve so that it felt like a good first person shooter. As opposed to, well, it's an RPG, so it's good enough, said Heinz. <laughs> I like that. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. I was glad to hear about melee combat being also something that they've worked on in addition to shooting. Uh, as much as I like to shoot things in Fallout, I've gotten pretty attached to the Forrest Gump method of, of playing the game. <laughs> and I will definitely roll a Forrest Gump character. Uh, yeah, th- I mean... I, I think it's interesting that they said melee um, instead of like something else. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. That they focused more on just the actual shooting combat of it because that's what a lot of people seem to gravitate towards. And maybe that's mm-hmm. because the melee combat has been so quasi broken. Um, yeah, it's often terrible. 
And I'm, I just, it just dawned on me now with the way that you could swap weapons so seamlessly in Skyrim. I wonder, did we ever mention on the show or talk about like maybe the possibility of dual wielding or, or something? You brought that up, and I thought you were a crazy person. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. usually how this goes. <laughs> so, yeah. it's the, the theme of our podcast. It makes me ponder. It makes me ponder. And uh, this was a quote from the article that I really enjoyed. Uh, I think Bethesda Games Studios really pushes the boundaries of what is possible in a game in ways that other games don't even contemplate or consider doing. The team believes that this is the biggest, most ambitious game they've ever made. And that's from the guys who made Skyrim, Fallout 3, Oblivion, and Morrowind. That's a pretty lofty goal. Yeah. So, thought that was uh, pretty superb. If they think that's the biggest game they've ever made, Skyrim was pretty big. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, it I felt that it wasn't as immersive as Oblivion for some reasons that I felt New Vegas wasn't as immersive as Fallout 3. There are little teeny bits of history that are implanted in the game that were in Fallout 3 that weren't necessarily in New Vegas. So I'm hoping that they uh, bring some of that back. And also, um, to kind of tease a little episode that's coming up in the future, we're going to have a uh, Fallout 3 versus Fallout New Vegas kind of theme going. And I'll touch on what I was just talking about in that episode uh, down the road because there are some interesting things that I think I that, make Fallout that makes Fallout 3 a little bit more pleasurable than New Vegas. But we'll get on that later. But I'm hoping to see some of that stuff come back in the game, like the Keller tapes. Not necessarily the Keller tapes, but things like that. Did you ever find the Keller tapes, Rick? Nope. Never did. Made any progress at all? Not a single other Keller tape? I've only found the max of three. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I refuse One to look for them. One of these days, Rick. I mean, I One refuse to look days. them up. I refuse to look them up. Mm-hmm. So our next news item is a short one. This came from the Bethesda Twitter account. Fallout Shelter debuted on Google Play Store at number one and was the number three top grossing. That's insane. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That game has been so incredibly successful. It's been so incredibly fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. Still don't have a Mr. Handy, though. So here's my sort of uh, zany Kotaku story for the week. Um, YouTuber Many a True Nerd beat Fallout New Vegas on one health bar last March. Some of you may be familiar with this story. Do what now? Uh, yeah, he used one health bar to beat... Fallout New Vegas. No healing, no nothing. Oh my gosh. And uh, when he finished, uh, he had 260 hit points out of the 445 he began with. And uh, he went ahead and finished the DLC on the same health bar. He did it all. This guy's a legend. He's a legend, Rick. I'm going to give up playing this game now. Mm -hmm. No matter how many challenges we give ourselves, that's, that's insane. He called it a YOLO run. Um, <laughs> that's the no only time. That's the only time that phrase is acceptable. Yes. No stim packs, no radiation recovery, no fixing crippled limbs, no companions except the ones that you're forced to have by the game. Just one single health bar. And the game actually heals the player at 0.66 hit points per in-game hour. Mm. So many a true nerd was not okay with this. He kept a true health bar counter at all times that calculated the real damage he took throughout the run. 
His character, which he named Please Don't Shoot, <laughs> focused on sneak speech and guns. That's brilliant. And uh, he played Honest Hearts, Old World Blues, Dead Money, and Lonesome Road in that order. Uh, he, uh, I, I can't believe he did this on Dead Money. Dead Money is so hard. Yeah, that's a very... I would have lost it there, totally. I can't believe he made it through Dead Money like that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty incredible. He finished with 23 hit points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 23. Uh, that's impressive. And uh, he's starting a Fallout 3 YOLO run pretty soon. Good luck so, when he gets those Feral Reavers, man. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this guy, he's done a lot of really interesting Fallout playthroughs. He's done pacifist runs and kill everything runs. Uh, once he went through Fallout 3, I believe, and uh, murdered every NPC in the game. <laughs> so I think you should check out his channel if I'm you get a chance. Check that out. Who, who Many was that a true again? nerd. Many a true nerd. Many a true nerd. Yeah, he's, he's a hero. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, Fallout Shelter, we were talking about that being really successful, Rick. Yeah, we were. Do you know how they're advertising Fallout Shelter? I've been seeing stuff go around and I have no idea what it means. This hashtag, what? what? Yes, the hashtag is Data Dweller. Yeah. And it means that they're advertising Fallout Shelter on Tinder. <laughs> right. The, uh, the popular dating app, we'll call it. The yeah. dating app, Dang. Tinder. And uh, there's a lot of like joke Tinder profiles out there. People put up you know, a Khaleesi Tinder profile or whatever. But these are officially from Bethesda Tinder ads That's for awesome. Fallout Shelter. They list Vault Boy at 25 years old. He likes Nuka-Cola, putting out fires, coffee breaks, <laughs> exploring the wasteland, and he collects bottle caps, lunchboxes, and outfits. Nice. And if you swipe right on Vault Boy, it takes you to the app store. It's such a brilliant Brilliant mm -hmm. marketing uh, scheme, I should say. Not scheme, but that that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and there are a bunch of different uh, different uh, pictures that it comes with. There's uh, one of a, a scientist and one of somebody training their charisma in the bar, and it's pretty clever. Nice. So, uh, somebody in chat was saying, "What about uh, what about the grinder?" And I actually, when um, Shalene was talking about it in my head, I was thinking that. <laughs> They should have like a vault boy in like a raider, one of those like sadist raider outfits for like grinder, because I only have a presumption of what grinder is and that yeah, anyway. Let's move on, Rick. <laughs> Fallout on. Shelter stats were released on Wednesday. Uh, it was a big infographic. Uh, the stats are for the first month of the game, so they don't even include the Android numbers. This should be interesting. These are just a few of the items from that infographic. There were over a billion play sessions of Fallout Shelter. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. I can't have been responsible for more than half of those. So <laughs> that's half a billion play sessions from the rest of the world. <laughs> over 29 million hours of Fallout Shelter were played. Almost 21 billion dwellers oh, died in the wasteland. <laughs> that's insane. It's a very entertaining infographic, and you can check out the rest of it at Bethesda.net. That's impressive. I, uh, mm -hmm. I wonder how many kids have been born in vaults, and the fact that they can probably just walk out of the vault and repopulate the earth on those numbers right. alone. <laughs> That's on there, the number of kids, and oh, I yeah. think the pounds of infant formula. 
So. Oh, okay. Sorry. I thought you were going to say pounds of infant flesh. Continuing on. Oh, dear. Um, well, our next news item is a very short one. On Wednesday, the Pip-Boy editions came back in stock. Yes. I saw this on Polygon. Don't get excited, Rick. They sold out immediately. That's okay. I, I got uh, one. Yeah. I, I saw the news item and clicked on it. So I was like, oh, yes, I have to tell the listeners. And uh, they were already sold out by the time that I clicked on it. It was like 10 minutes, a 10-minute old tweet, and wow. they were already gone. Of course they would be. People are already scalping them on eBay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That they are. Well, we'll see. Poor, <laughs> poor non-Pip-Boy people. Which, they can- well, well, yeah, I mean, well, we're going to give our audience, uh, if the majority of, of our audience has not had the uh, blessed experience of hitting buy now on a Pip-Boy edition... Um, the second I get mine in the mail, which is going to be November 10th, I believe, I'm going to mm-hmm. be live streaming an unboxing of it. Right. So all of we you should can... unbox them together, Rick. Yes. Yes. I don't know when yours are coming in, but I, I'll, we'll, we'll coordinate. So it'll, it'll be, be on like release a... day. Oh, it'll sweet. be probably, yeah, probably on release day. Awesome. Then sure. we'll have a special stream. Cause I have off that day. I took off that entire week. Um, uh, mm-hmm. not, you know, strange or anything. And, um, what we'll do is we'll, We'll unbox them for you guys as like a live thing and we'll gloat and brag and get all up in your faces about how we're awesome. No, I'm sorry. That just sounded We rude. will share the beauty of our <laughs> boys with you, dear listeners. Yes, we will. And we will. Uh, now we're going to go ahead and, and move on from that one. <laughs> I just made a fool of myself. <laughs> um, Pete Hines has been a busy guy lately and uh, he did another lengthy interview with the guys at metro.co.uk. Uh, this article was published on August the 20th. There wasn't a ton of new info, but it's a really great conversation, and I think you guys should check it out. It's worth the read. Metro.co.uk. Uh, it talks about player complaints about graphics and gameplay. Uh, they talk about Bethesda's style as a publisher, why they do things differently than other companies, the short release campaign, um, why Bethesda's fallouts are more like Fallout 1 than Fallout 2. Uh, and that was something that I found very interesting. Yeah. And you fans of the classic Fallouts um, should definitely check out this article. Yeah, we need, um, to, we need to play Fallout too. Yeah, we uh, I need to finish Fallout One first. I need to get get out of that building. I need to just start it because I keep dying. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite take from the interview is how Bethesda works as a publisher. They don't think about fulfilling genre requirements. They don't think, okay, guys, you know, we've got a shooter coming out this year, so we need a a family-friendly platformer. (laughs) No, they just make games they like. They approach developers that they respect, like Arcane, the makers of Dishonored, and uh, Shinji Mikami's team at Tango that made The Evil Within. And uh, I really think pretty much everything Bethesda's published since they started publishing non-Bethesda Studios games has been a home run. I think they've really, really done a great job with that. So, their games have Anyways, been very good. Check out that article. Yeah, definitely will. There is a Fallout 4 art book that will be releasing on December the 22nd from Dark Horse. I saw this on Polygon. A special limited edition will be available on the Bethesda store, and the regular edition will be $39.99. Is that going to be uh, concept art and such? Like right. Art? Mm-hmm. Dark Horse publishes a ton of these. There's a Bioshock one and a Dishonored one and just a, a bunch of these. 
They're awesome. very popular. There, awesome. There's the I think it's the same people that make the the world of Thetis uh, for Dragon Age. And, ah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. So, I love that. It'll be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last news item is that Bethesda is making a couple of changes. Their Twitter account is now just Bethesda at Bethesda instead of Beth Blog. Um, if you're already following them, you don't have to change anything. It just pops up as Bethesda, but. If you'd like to shout out at them, don't put Beth blog, put Bethesda. And uh, while Beth blog will remain accessible as an archive, they have officially transitioned to Bethesda.net as your one-stop shop for Bethesda information. Gotcha. And it's a nice interface, too. I really, I really like the way that they've uh, really... It's very pretty, but I get very tired of that age gate. Oh, everything on Bethesda's got an age gate. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's okay. I can, I can understand. So it doesn't bother me so much. But um, yeah, so we're going to uh, talk about some stuff that we'd like to see in Fallout 4. Um, and we're going to invite you guys to talk about it too once we tell you what it is. Um, we, I think we touched on this before when we were talking, to, when we had our Fallout 4 episode. We were wondering if there were going to be weapon stands and or mannequins. Um, I know, sorry, mannequins. Uh, that you could put armor on and put your weapons on and display things like you can in Skyrim because it's, you know, an upgraded engine of that game. So from a RPG role player fantasy mind that I have, I really, really want this. I think it would be really cool. Um, I'm really not quite sure other than like, as far as weapons are concerned, like how they would put them on mannequins. I mean, then again, you really couldn't do that in Skyrim either. Well, they'd put them on the weapon stand, right? That's, yeah, you'd hang them up or put them on that little display mm-hmm. thing. Um, I, I really want this because I think it'd be cool. And if they put trophies in, like you kill a Yao Guai or a Deathclaw, and then you could make a mount of them in like some trophy room that you have. Um, in your I would compound. enjoy a trophy room. It'd be really cool. I spend a lot of time in Fallout 3. Um, organizing my megaton house and just, you know, clicking on my items and putting them on the shelves and yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they do. And the, the, the amount of customization that they're putting into, um, the compounds, what did they, what did they call those things specifically? Like your compound or your little town that you're building or your house or your shelter. Um, they put a lot of detail into that with the weapons and the defense mechanisms and all the little lights that you can switch and stuff, it wouldn't make any sense where they would just leave out displays. I would, I would assume. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've been thinking about building things in fallout, building a house and, and, uh, and decorating it. And I realized that there is a game in which I really enjoy building a house and decorating it. And that game is Animal Crossing New Leaf on the DS. And uh, why are you making that face, Rick? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's it's a great game. <laughs> I'm sure. What can you do it's, that you like well, so much in it? You decorate your little house. It's a very addictive little game. Um, you build your house. You decorate your house. Expand the house. Go into debt to a raccoon that's going to break your <laughs> knees. Nice. It's, uh, it's a great game. game friendly game <laughs> but um there are mannequins available in uh, animal crossing new leaf and i have spent so many hours dressing the mannequins in animal crossing new leaf and positioning them in my house in my little tiny house and uh 
I just got to thinking about the the mannequins and the the armor stands and weapon stands in Skyrim and how much I want this in Fallout. I uh, yeah. In my Fallout Three Megaton house, you know, I'm dropping all my armor and weapons on the floor <laughs> that I'm not using, and trying to position them artfully. You know, like I have my Wasteland Survival Guide on the little green chair in the corner, and yep, and it's. Uh, that's something I want in Fallout. I want a way to display my stuff. I love how you can get things so cluttered on the floor that when you just merely walk through them, like you're you get damaged because something will glitch and hit you in a way, and it like does like one point of mm-hmm. health. And it reminds me of like stepping on Legos. So I guess it kind of makes sense. Heaven forbid you bring Fox into your house. <laughs> <laughs> All the stuff just goes flying, flying everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> it's terrible. So. But yeah, um, chat room. Tell us what you uh, what you think about having mannequins and what you want to see. Uh, if you'd like to see mannequins and weapon stands and that sort of thing, and uh, let us know in the chat room. Email us, and uh, yeah, let's let's open up a conversation about that. So let us know what you want in Fallout Four. Yeah, yeah, and um, so yeah, so that's our post National Enquirer, and uh, let's go ahead and get on to our gameplay of the week. This week, we are once again in New Vegas with my Ringo character who is trying to take over everything for himself. And last week, we uh, saw Ringo take down the Topps Casino and take down Mr. House. So I told you that the next step was going to be taking down the fort. And that's what this week is going to be. Now, I will say before we get into this, the last couple times we've done video has not worked out so well. I'm hoping it's going to stream well tonight. So let's go right ahead into our gameplay of the week. And I want to point out, I love this raided farmstead. I always come here because it's so much fun to trigger these guys to come and fight me. Now, mm-hmm. I mentioned to Shaleen before we got on this episode that I have a special weapon in my hands. And um, you would be mad at me to know how I got it. <laughs> so does that weapon look familiar to you, Shaleen? Because it probably doesn't. I don't recognize it offhand, no. That's the Lelong Carbine <laughs> that is owned by <laughs> one of the uh, First Recon snipers. <laughs> So after I yeah, t- that's what I was thinking. The the one the one guy. So after I took out Driver Nefi, I ambushed the snipers and killed them and took his weapon. <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> so I now have that carbine, and so yeah. So this at this point, um, I trigger. It's this like trailer. It's called a raided uh, farmstead, and these vipers. After you go in there and loot the trailer, these vipers come after you. And I didn't think they would rush in like they do. So I'm using a, a 44 mag, and they're just rushing in. And I'm deciding to take them all out, as it were. And um, the reason I'm showing you this is because it's one of my favorite parts in the game. It just makes you feel so awesome when you just rip apart a whole gang like this. Um, it, it's just it's just a fun feeling. Um, I changed my character around. Last week, I was just using revolvers and lever action stuff, and I only had... Um, a very small amount of armor on him, but I decided to go with combat armor and some more conventional weapons, like fully automatics and things. Um, mainly just because it's fun, and I wanted to just slaughter this fort camp um, of legionnaires. So, this trailer is on the way to Searchlight, which is on the way to Cottonwood Cove. 
And what, I, what I've been doing here now, and you'll see me do it here, I go to this trailer that's up on the overlook of Cottonwood Cove. And you can, if you have a lockpick of 50, and I think I showed you guys this before, you can unleash a torrent of radiation down on the bad guys. But you also failed this, my, uh, left my heart. And the funny thing is you'll notice, <laughs> and uh, the guy that goes to take you to the fort, because this is after the top, so there's a guy waiting by this little raft to take you to the fort on the other side of the river. I looked over at him, and he's wearing a rad suit, and I didn't even... <laughs> he puts it on after you release the torrent of radiation. That is so funny. <laughs> and these guys are just standing around these barrels like, what's going on here? Like, just... <laughs> Standing around irradiated barrels. <laughs> um, so there's this random patrol that's coming in from the north, and I wait till they go and stand on the dock, and you can see them standing literally inside of that other guy. So they're just all standing there. And this is when I start my onslaught on the camp. I've also snagged the Gobi campaign scout rifle because that thing is amazing. It's in a sniper's nest mm -hmm. that's overlooking Cottonwood Cove. Um, you have to have a lockpick of 100 to get it out of the little case. This is also something I want to mention. As I'm shooting these guys from afar, and the Legion shuns me at this point because I'm killing them too much, I really wish they would have had that screen trigger um, just like the level up screen when you're out of combat. Because it's so frustrating when I'm trying to take those three guys out and I'm trying to go back and aim and all of a sudden there's this little pop-up box and I gotta click OK a few times to get back into the action. Um, so I'm up on this hill shooting down on these guys. One guy comes up behind me with a chainsaw of sorts. I don't even know what that was. And tries to rip me apart. And now these guys already know where I'm at. And I'm trying to take out the guy in the radiation suit. And, um, he he's doing the silliest walk. Yeah, he's running after me now. He finally figures out he's getting shot after I killed three people around him. And, um, I'm just missing him like insane. So he... I decide to take up this shot and he just disappears. I fire once and his body is gone because um, he was trying to swim at me then. So usually I clear out this entire camp. I go into the buildings and take out all the bad guys in their crafty little suits and steal their machete machetes and whatnot. But this time my main goal is merely just to attack the fort, which is across the river. Um, so I go sneak around the side of the mountain here. And there's one guy left and I just blast him once in the head and he just his body is going to just roll down the hill. And I love the physics engine in this game because sometimes it can get so silly. And it's just, yeah, see this stupid little pop-up box. It's just fun to watch the body roll down the hill. So my next stop is the fort. And um, I open up with my Gobi, but then I realize I have the assault rifle all fully upgraded. And I decided to just open up with that. Um, have you ever used the, the assault rifle, Julie? Oh, yeah. I've used it a lot. Okay. Do you like it? I do. I uh, I just started using it, and I really enjoy it. Because right now, oh, yeah. there are three guys. I took one down with the Gobi campaign rifle. Um, I'm shooting another guy with the 44 Magnum. And I always feel like it should do more than it does. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, so I finished the first three guards here at the at the front and um side note there's some weapon crates up by the front door of this place there's nothing in them even if you go grab the key nothing in them don't bother dealing with it um guy comes at me throwing spears finish him off with the uh pistol and again i just 
maybe it's just the level that I'm at in this game right now, but the pistol 44 Magnum is just not cutting it for me. Um, I haven't quite figured out the personality of Ringo. There's a... I can't think of the word. A caravaner or a merchant in this place. And there's like a purist part of me that wants to just like kill anyone that like affiliates themselves with the Legion because the Legion is so just awful. And um, yeah, I don't know. So I go... At this point, I didn't realize that these cases are empty. And I grab the key off the dead body and I go back and check. And yes, all the rifle cases are empty, which was a bummer. I was hoping they'd have some weapons in them, but they don't. Um... I uh, also found this front section surprisingly simple to clear out. And first time using assault rifle here, it blows a guy away in like six shots. So mm -hmm. I think I'm in love with this gun. And I take Yeah, it's the, fun to use for sure. It's well, I use it pretty exclusively in one section of this where a bunch of creatures or a bunch of uh, characters glitch out, you'll see. So I'm kinda having qualms about this guy this Dale Barton fellow who's selling stuff to these guys with slaves walking around, so I just decide to kill him. Which takes me two shots. And I just feel like my... I feel like my gun is just weak in this or something. Um, I see in the chat room somebody saying those cases are for when you go there peacefully and they put your guns in there. You're right, they are. I forgot about that. I just was hoping there might have been something in there. I also, in my playthrough, I found Vault 34, the Boomer's Origins. And I was mm -hmm. going there looking for the pulse gun that um, is part of the quest with Veronica. And I found, mm -hmm. I found that it's full of radiation and I didn't have any rataways. And I also found a marksman carbine called an All-American. Right. And I love the All-American. It's one of my favorite guns. I'm using it now and I'm just not liking it. It's not, it's like got no stopping power. So I go back to my assault rifle and it's just... A little far away, but it drops him. I don't know. I didn't like the All-American the first couple times I used it. I do use it a little later. Um, by the way, Shalene, I'm partaking in the drugs here. Medex. Mm -hmm. um, There's my boy. Yeah. I do happen to get addicted at one point in this play. There we go. <laughs> I get addicted to yeah. Psycho. Because I am a psycho. Uh, it, I, it, drugs are fun in this game. Not in real life, kids. Don't do drugs. They really are. They're fun <laughs> in Fallout. So... Yeah, so back to Vault 34, if you run out of Rataway, um, run through this mm -hmm. whole thing and run through that vault because it is, make sure that you can carry a lot because there's a ton of guns and ammo um, and it's just, it, it. I don't know, I almost died because of radiation. I came out of there with um, the next little bit of radiation I would have taken would have killed me. So I, I just buggered off because it was just, it was just an awful situation. So, Fall 34 is so hard. Yeah. I just literally ran through the whole thing. I didn't explore the whole thing. I should have, but I know that there's underwater sections I should have checked out. Mm -hmm. So, um, did I shoot at a kid? I hope I didn't. I don't know. <laughs> I see the chat room saying I always shoot at that kid, too. I'm hoping... <laughs> I don't have their video I'm up, I'm surprised so I can't you haven't been shooting all the slaves and everybody. No, 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 no. That's, this isn't my psycho run. So, when I come into the second area of the fort there's a lot more guys right off the bat and this part's so much fun for me because <laughs> it's just fun there goes Otho. bye bye Otho. um and i run into the tents because i know i'm gonna get surrounded pretty quick so i there's one guy in the tents and i'm getting hit from the side so i go in a little bit more i turn around there's a dog easily taken care of and then i realize somebody's shooting at me with a 12 millimeter submachine gun 
And I got a... I'm surprised with the armor that I have, how fast that I'm getting eaten away. But it, then again, it is a 12mm machine gun. So I whip around, and I just destroy this guy um, after that I reload. That guy has an course. awesome hack. Oh, it's awesome, but it's gone. <laughs> he just disintegrates, and it's fun. You shouldn't have gotten that blood on that hat, Rick. I'm sorry, Shaleen. You could wear it. It would be fabulous. I didn't want to wear it. By the way, these guys come out of nowhere with their ballistic fists, and I hate them so They're much. hard. Um, I do, uh, there's one other guy left, and, um, to finish him off, I pull out my sniper rifle and just blast him into bits. I love the bloody mess perk. I always have to have it. It's, um, yeah, it's just amazing. Um, eat a bunch of healing potions. Uh, there's a video I gotta recommend to you guys. Um, Skyrim versus Fallout, and it's a live action video that somebody created. It is so funny, because there's one scene where they're both dying in this video and it just shows a montage of them just shoving food in their mouths <laughs> i'll have to link to it uh on another show but yeah so uh that sounds great here is me taking five shots to kill a guy doing push-ups and in my defense <laughs> he doesn't even stop doing push-ups he doesn't stop doing push-ups so here's where i finally enter the tent i take out the one guy uh, the, the i always think i have some bottle cap mines or something but i don't have any mines because i always retreat and lure them out so here's where I really get to use this rifle. I, I come out of the tent, all of his little dudes, his little minions, Caesar's minions, follow me. And I run down this little trench, and I hurry up and jump my way out and get up on top. And they, you know, put themselves in a kill zone down there. So I just unload on, like, all of his guards and just blasting them away. And they just stay in this little trench area and they don't even bother to leave so here's where i pull out the all-american and i just unload on fish these in guys. a barrel fish in a barrel so two get away and i know they're coming up and for some stupid reason i don't pull out uh the armor piercing rounds which are amazing i just use hollow points which as you can see here don't do anything so i switch over to my uh, armor piercing and just finish off the last two guys i do a lot of retreating um and then enter vats. I don't know why. That's my playstyle. I, I fire, get them annoyed like angry bees, retreat, and then use vats to finish them off. Fighting is a legitimate strategy. <laughs> it's, it's tactical retreats. That's what we'll call it. It's not cowardice. It's tactical retreats. So I decide to confront Caesar or Kaisar, depending on how you want to pronounce it, for the last time. So I'm moving up to his tent. I've got my rifle out with uh, my uh, armor-piercing rounds. Kick in the tent door if you can kill his little guard dog thing and I realize he's not even there he's not in his tent he happened to be in that group of people I slaughtered down at the bottom oh my goodness so he just got stuck with all of his little guards and I just killed them all that's really funny yeah I just it was the, this it was such an easy like I always remember this fort being so difficult. I always lose Boone in here whenever I have him with me. I don't have any companions with me because I'm always afraid to lose them. Because mm -hmm. I never return them. I never reload the game to get them back. But, um, and this is why I don't like the All-American. You see that? How many times I had to shoot him with this dumb thing to kill him? Stupid gun. Stupid gun. Um, so I'm moving into... But look at that paint job, though. I know. It's pretty, it's pretty rad, the camo. So, freaking sweet so i'm moving into the vault to secure myself an army um and i move in and there's all these little guards with their 
ballistic fists, and I do the same thing here that I did in the tent, only I forget that there is a third guard next to the door. And I did this in the same, I just, I did this in Kaiser's tent where, where, uh, um, I shoot these couple of guys, and I think that I'm going to kill them, and I don't, and I go to go into this door, and he hits me with a ballistic fist away from the door. So I'm like, no, 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 I gotta retreat. So again, I lead him out here, retreat, and then bats him. It really is just a fun tactic. Um, it, it's highly effective, as long as there's nothing behind you that you can get stuck on. I see uh, someone in the chat saw Kaiser's, Caesar's, and whatever, his name. Oh, I'm going to jump real quick, because at this point in the game, I disable the sentry bots from coming after me. But like an idiot, I don't realize they're in this room, and I let them out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I realized, as soon as I opened the door, I was like, oh, that's... I let them out after I told them to stay in. I thought I was doing my I do that kind of thing all the time, Rick. I'm an all idiot. the time. Well, this was fun. I, I'm so glad. I don't know if they didn't, if they just bothered to not fire rockets at me, but um, their lasers weren't really doing anything. It and it allowed me to just kind of pop, you know, you know, allowed me to groundhog in and out and just blast them away. I didn't have a shotgun on me. I put my shotgun away before I came on this run because I thought I wouldn't run into any robots her her and um, I left all my pulse slugs at uh, the lucky 38 so I, I pull out the all-american yes I did finish off with this and just sidestepped and finished him off um, and I go upgrade my robot army for my own bidding uh, and I wanted to go back to someone in the chat that was saying they saw Caesar's name as I was killing them all in that little trench and I didn't realize that because I was just so busy killing them um, so now that I have my robot army I can effectively take over New Vegas so I go back to uh, yes man and this is the conclusion to this whole uh, fighting bit right here yes pretty darn neat it is I uh I just found this run to, to be so easy, and um, it was a lot of fun, but it was just kind of like running through and killing them all, and like I said, they all, all those dudes fell down in that little trench there, and I just murdered them all away. And yes, I'm a little sorry about the slave uh, that got in my way. Not my fault. They ran in front of me. Um, but there will be another run that I'm going to show you guys when we do some of our Let's Plays of a Psycho run. So pretty much just kill them all and let whoever sort them out so that was my run for the week um i did some more stuff in new vegas prior to that to to lead up to that but i am gearing up to take over new vegas for myself and i'm going to wipe out pretty much every faction myself so, wow, it should be, so you're going to be just a lord of of nothing left i'm going to be the lord of war <laughs> If you haven't seen that movie, go see it. It's pretty cool. Anyway, uh, so that was my week. Uh, what was your week like, Shaleen? Well, Rick, I finished the pit. Uh, Forrest Gump. Congratulations. Uh, my trophy run. Finished the pit. Uh, when we last talked about Forrest Gump and his antics, uh, we had just run the steel yard and gotten all hundred of the steel ingots. And uh, that made the hole really easy. Uh, the <laughs> hole is that section where you go in and you have to fight for your freedom mm -hmm. from slavery. Yep. And uh, I, I had power armor and steel knuckles and lots of jet 
and uh, lots of Radaway and Radex. So Trugging. from my time doing all of those. So if you're having, if you're struggling with the hole, go collect some steel ingots. <laughs> <laughs> and I just had such an easy time. I lost no health, just a very little amount of health. I That's never awesome. had to hit a stim pack or anything awesome. throughout all of the fights. And uh, yeah, I just, I just punched my foes to death. I don't think I needed more than just one round of vats to kill each enemy. That's awesome. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. I remember really struggling with the hole the first time I played it. With the whole of the pit, really. Mm -hmm. uh, not the whole of the pit, but the, the entirety of the pit. Uh, I remember struggling the first time I played it, but I just I didn't have any trouble this time. Yeah, the DLCs are pretty difficult. I, I feel yeah. that the DLCs were challenging. I uh I always side with the slaves when I do the pit because it is uh the good karma thing to do. Uh, to side with the slaves and take down Asher and his his various goons. Mm -hmm. um, but this time, I went to go and see Asher and get the cure. And I thought, you know what? It's wrong to take a little infant baby from her loving home. It's just wrong. It is. And uh, Asher and his wife, they don't seem that terrible. I mean, sure, they're holding the slaves in bondage, and that's terrible. But they really are looking out for the best interests of the city. And they are synthesizing that cure from the baby. They're just taking a little time, a little more time than the slaves would like, because they're looking out for the safety of the baby. And I thought, the choices are usually pretty gray in Fallout. Uh, it's, it's not usually so black and white. But this is more gray than most. Um, yeah. But I, I just... I felt like it was wrong to take this child, so I didn't. I uh, I left without the child, and um, Asher was happy. And uh, his wife is a nice lady. Sandra, mm -hmm. really nice lady. Uh, so I went back to Werner. Uh, I went back to Medea first and, and got Werner's location. And then I went to talk to Werner. Medea was, like, very sassy with me. She's like, you know, oh, you don't have, you know, the the guts to finish your job and <laughs> and I said but you would take a little innocent baby from her home you monster yeah and it got her feeling guilty so she told me where Werner was and I went to Werner and talked him down uh, instead of punching him to death Did you okay yeah I just I told him you know what you've lost give up and he said yeah, you know what? Screw this place. <laughs> and screw you, and screw the cure, and I'm out of here. And um, he's actually a character that I would like to see turn up in Fallout 4. We've talked before about huh. characters we'd like to see in Fallout 4. But I, I guess it's not really possible because it, you can kill Werner. Yeah. So uh, so probably they, they don't like to have a solid canon answer for those things in Fallout, but... I would like to see some some references to the pit in Fallout Four. It's close. It's close. To, I guess no. Pittsburgh's not close to Boston. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> the pit on on the PlayStation Three was the glitchiest Fallout experience I've ever had, <laughs> like, ever. And just for a frame of reference here, I played New Vegas on console on launch week on launch day. Well. <laughs> um, and the pit on PS3 was still the the very glitchiest experience I've ever had. That's funny. 
Uh, let me tell you some of the more notable glitches. I fought a battalion of invisible slaves. What? Yeah, when you leave Asher's house, right, and you don't have the baby, the slaves are all hostile to you, all the ones that were, were making the uh, diversion mm -hmm. so that you could snatch the baby. Um, they become hostile, and um, I didn't see anybody, and I thought, that's weird. You know what, I wonder... I remember there being a bunch of people fighting out here, and then I started taking damage, and my character was, like, stuttering forward like he was being hit. <laughs> I thought, well... Who's hitting me? And I look around and there's nobody. And I click the VATS button a couple of times. And finally it, it locks on to a blank screen. And I think, <laughs> well, gee, that's weird. Uh, so I, I come out of VATS and I just start punching in the air. <laughs> and uh, pretty soon I see a, a slave just go flying back. And, uh, and after I killed him, his corpse was visible. So, uh... Hmm. Yeah, lots of invisible slaves. It was really weird. Really uh, and I got I got bad karma every time I killed these slaves. Uh, but I, I I really felt that was unfair because they attacked me. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And uh, the game, the whole time that I was playing the pit, it kept throwing me into third person mode. <laughs> uh, I'd just be walking, and then bam, I'm in third person mode. And uh, I, I hate third-person mode. I do, too. It's, it's unplayable, I in do. my opinion. I agree. Hopefully that changes in Fallout 4. <laughs> but it kept throwing me into third-person mode, and I would have a hard time getting it back. And uh, I, I would shut it down and reboot the console, and then it's fine. I'm in first-person mode. Take a few steps, kicks me back into third-person mode. <laughs> and uh, I had a lot of freezes, a lot of crashes. One time... I had to completely unplug my PlayStation. It locked up so hard. <laughs> it, it was horrible. That that was the real enemy here. Was was the bugs, Rick? Yeah, not not the slaves or the owners or whatever they're called, but the bugs. Yeah. Anyway, I'm done with the pit now, and uh, I feel I feel really powerful as a character. So I got a toughness perk from the Steel Yard and a rad resistance perk from Asher. And I, I feel like I'm just kind of untouchable. So uh, we'll see if Mothership Zeta destroys me this week. <laughs> Mothership Zeta is a little difficult until you get the alien rifle and then you mm -hmm. just own everything. But you're using your fists. Well, Rick, so I'm probably not going to use that alien rifle because Forrest Gump is going to have a hard time looking at that complicated bit of machinery and uh, figuring out what it does. So uh, I, I realize that now. But I'm just saying, just saying... Um, Good luck with that then. Uh, I'm going to punch some little green men. Yeah, I too found it very difficult to steal that kid. Just because I'm a father myself, I couldn't, I, I couldn't find it in me to take the little girl from the crib. So, mm -hmm. so I sided with the, the masters on that one. And I actually ended up killing Warner. So That's his name, Warner? Did I get that right? Yes. Okay, so, but yeah, that's what I did. I mean, with my run of the pit. So anyway, that was that. That's fun. Uh, so you're going to move on to Mothership Zeta, and uh, did you do the other DLCs yet? I haven't done Mothership Zeta or Point Lookout, and I'm saving Point Lookout for last because it's my favorite. Cool. I hate Point Lookout because of those reavers. By the time I've done with uh, with Point Lookout, I should be done with my trophies. 
I'm a little concerned about the silver-tongued devil trophy. Uh, I think I've only won like 43 speech challenges. I didn't raise my speech high enough early enough in the game. So I'm pretty concerned that I'm going to get to like 49 speech challenges and uh, and not have enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, I um, good luck with that. I am looking forward to your play. Oh, yeah. So you'll have a PC soon, mm-hmm. and you'll be able to do. Uh, you'll be able to do some. Hold on a second. What's happening, Rick? Uh, no, there's just a troll in the chat room who is now gone. Um, I just wanted to. It just was distracting me. Sorry there. Anyway. Um, I'm looking forward to the videos that you're going to be producing because I really want to see this Forrest Gump character. And I wanted to point out, too, that it's amazing that you did not end up naked uh, pinned down somewhere. For once, yeah, <laughs> for once. So that is awesome. I was addicted to drugs, though. Oh, ah, yeah, well. I was addicted to jet. So That's all right. So um, There's that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we're going to go ahead and get on to... I'm really sorry, guys. That troll really kind of bugged me because it was really getting on to some of you. So don't worry. He's banned now. Sorry about that. I got to get my brain back in the game. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and get back into uh, the mod, which we've been doing mod segments for a little bit here. However, um, we have a new bumper. We have a new bumper, and I'm excited for this bumper. So this is our mod bumper. So we're going <laughs> we're gonna to get into the workbench. Exactly. I love it. Anyway, uh, this mod is Project Brazil. And I don't know if you guys have ever played this or not. I've had experience with it. And we'll uh, get into that a little bit once I explain what Project Brazil is. So it was a New Vegas mod that started back in 2011. And it was supposed to be a prequel to New Vegas. It first, The first part of it launched in 2013. They Some of the features that they had in it was a radio station that comments on the player's actions, which is much like uh, Mr. New Vegas, um, I believe. And they also played Fallout-style music, which is awesome. Um, it was really cool. Uh, the special stats impact dialogue choices, which I loved when um, that would happen in the main game. It, it would be it would be a lot of fun when mm-hmm. I would see like Intelligence 7. I'm like, ooh, something I would have never been able to do unless I had X special at this point. So um, it also had a unique story that begins in Vault 18. They also got like a bunch of actors to come in and do really good voice acting on it. So um, I remember that was the one thing. The opening cutscenes are really cool. Like mm-hmm. they actually did like cinematic cutscenes, and the voice acting was really, really, really cool. And it was really well done. And um, kind of when you go back into New Vegas, it kind of made you wish they had done the voice acting for the main game. But anyway... And the um, facial animations were really good too. Yeah, the whole the whole package of it was amazing. Um, it it just was this very big, expansive, um, very very challenging mod that just took them a while to do. Um, in fact, they uh, it's been recommended by Obsidian and the official uh, Facebook, uh, the Fallout Facebook. So it's caused a lot of uh, ripples in, in the scene of people just really recommending it. It's been one of the more popular mods. Um, the second half will add several new characters, and it, the story will elaborate a little bit more. And they want to get it out by November uh, before Fallout 4. Um, I don't know. They ob- I mean, they obviously weren't expecting Fallout 4 to announce when they did, so I'm sure that they were kind of like, oh, we got to get going on it. 
Um, so the you'll be you'll be able to get the second half of that mod um, by November, hopefully. So it'll have uh, voice characters and companions, and it does look amazing. Uh, the project leader Brandon Lee said they had a plan in case something tragic happened, um, and and enacted the plan. The release announced, so it looks like they were at least prepared for when that um, mm-hmm. got announced. Again, that mod is the Project Brazil. Um, it's easiest, 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 easiestly found. You can find it the easiest on the Nexus mod forums. At least that's where I always download it from. Um, please, if you go to Nexus mod forums and you go to get this mod, or any mod for that matter, please check the installation guide. It has stuff that can be specific to the mod if you need a special INI file or a unofficial patch or anything like that or different scripts that are coded in in like a another file that you have to download please pay attention to that stuff because a lot of these mods will not work without them i believe this is one that requires a lot of uh, a few other things to um to run it so they wanted to get this complete and have their fans have the complete experience before fallout 4 um i want to touch on my experience with the mod uh, I have mod here and there. My Fallout 3 is currently modded with blood and some other things. Um, I wanted so bad to play Project Brazil, and I wanted to like it. And maybe I just installed it wrong. But I couldn't get out of the first vault. I couldn't get out of the vault because it kept freezing and crashing every five seconds. And um, it was before I figured out that F5 is the godsend key by Quicksave. So... Um, it bummed me out so bad that I uninstalled the mod and I've never played it since, but I'm going to go try it again now that I'm more familiar with modding. So I don't even know what it, what the whole world is like in project Brazil. It, I don't know what the weapons are like. I don't know what the feel is. I just had this like initial vault experience that kind of sucked. So, um, for me at least I've seen other people play it and it's, it, it's really awesome. So I'm really looking forward to get back into it and check it out again. Um, are you going to give it a shot when you get your PC up and running? I am absolutely going to give it a shot, Rick. I'm going to play so many mods. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> You're going to get like... Over- I did watch some some Let's Plays of Project Brazil, and it looks pretty rad. Yeah. Um, you're going to get so overloaded with mods and like one of them is going to start crashing your game and you have to weed through all of them like, which one is it? <laughs> and you'll uninstall all of them and be upset with modding until you get back into it again someday and then get so many more mods, it'll crash again. That's been my up and down experience with modding. Um, so currently my New Vegas isn't modded at this at this point. But So uh, to our listeners and our viewers, um, have you guys had any experience with mods? Let us know. Tweet at us. Um, tell us your stories about modding or... If you're just console players, how much you're looking forward to the Xbox One modifications that they're going to have. So I know a lot of us are very excited about that support. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, But yeah, that ends our mod segment. Please check out the uh, Project Brazil mod um, by Brandon Lee and his team on Nexus Mods or wherever you get your mods from. So we're going to go ahead and get into our lore segment. And this ties right in with our mysterious title. Take it away. Yes, our mysterious stranger is the lore segment for today. Uh, The uh, description of the mysterious stranger reads, You have a guardian angel, but with a deadly hand cannon instead of wings. (laughs) Meet the mysterious stranger, an odd and eldritch entity said to appear and aid you in combat before you draw your dying breath. (laughs) Of course, you have to have the mysterious stranger perk first, or he's not going to show up. No. 
No. Do you use the Mysterious Stranger, Rick? I have just started using him, and uh, he's been quite fun. I really love the Mysterious Stranger, and the reason why I love him is because of his fabulous trench coat and fedora. <laughs> I'm so into noir things, and uh, yeah, I, I love the Mysterious Stranger. He always bummed but me out. back to the lore. I was going to say, he always bummed me out because he always showed up in like the times I really didn't need him. Uh-huh. But yeah. I can't complain. When you have the mysterious stranger perk, this fedora and trench coat wearing fellow appears to help you fight your battles, finishing off your wounded enemies. Uh, it is implied that the mysterious stranger is the father of the lonesome drifter in Fallout New Vegas. Whoa. Um, yeah. The lonesome drifter, if you talk to him, he says that his father was mysterious and a stranger to his own family. And the word mysterious appears right above stranger in the dialogue. I didn't box. even catch that. Yeah, I didn't it's, even it's catch that. The drifter wanders the waste searching for his father. The mysterious stranger perk appears in Fallout, Fallout 2, Fallout 3, and Fallout New Vegas. And uh, I'm certain it will make a return in Fallout 4. I hope. I hope so too. I, I'm looking forward to see if we, if we can learn anything more about him. Um, the mysterious stranger sometimes spawns in, in the water and will <laughs> swim around instead of shooting. <laughs> and this has happened to me. This is something I can confirm is true. Um, it's pretty funny. He just swims around in his trench coat. Hmm. He can be knocked unconscious. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, usually by your grenades and, and stuff. Oh, gotcha. Friendly fire. In Mothership Zeta, there's a unique dialogue option with Soma. Uh, you can tell her, if we're lucky, a friend of mine will show up to help. <laughs> and awesome. when I when I played Fallout 3 on uh, the PC, I, I used this dialogue option. And I remember her just being so confused and just looking at me <laughs> like I was a crazy person. Which... How crazy does it sound, though? You know, yeah, I've got this mysterious friend. I don't know where he comes from. I don't know where he goes. I don't know why he comes. Um, yeah, he's he's mysterious fellow. And uh, this is sort of a, a short lore segment this week because there is so much mystery around this mysterious character. There is. Indeed. Yeah. I hope we get to learn more in Fallout 4. Well, they... It looked like they kind of teased him a little bit in that concept art or that the, mm -hmm. the trailer where he's underneath that streetlight. So we'll see right. if he pops up and shoots some more baddies for us. Um, but the cool thing is you found maybe, I mean, you already knew about it, but you're, you have a weapon that you're going to talk about here that I've never heard of before that ties, that ties in very well with this. Right. We have some more mystery, Rick. We do. The weapon of the week is the Mysterious Magnum. I had never known about this before tonight. This is one of my favorite guns, actually. And when, I, when I'm not using Maria, I'm using the Mysterious Magnum because I find it so entertaining. The Mysterious Magnum appears in Fallout New Vegas. It is a unique variant of the 44 Magnum revolver. Uh, you were using one of those in your gameplay earlier, weren't you? 44 Mag. Not effectively, but yes, I was using one. <laughs> The engraved silver gun has a mother-of-pearl handle. It's very pretty, uh, which is part of the reason why I use it. I like for my weapons to be pretty. It plays the Mysterious Stranger's theme song when it's drawn or holstered. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and if you 
are sneaking and you draw the gun, it plays the song softly so as not to give you away. I love how like the pistol kind of has a mind of its own. Where it's like uh-huh. you stand there like, and then you crouch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so awesome. I actually felt, Rick, a little bit guilty uh, when, I, when I got the, the mysterious Magnum. I talked the Lonesome Drifter out of the gun. I didn't kill him or pickpocket him for it. I, it was all above board. But I still felt a little bit guilty taking this heirloom of his father away from him, you know? It's not like he knew and his dad. I, yeah, but still, that's that's the only relic he really had of his father. Okay. And uh, here I am, you know, some some girl from from uh, a courier just schlepping across the waist, took his gun. Dude, can I, I have know. your magnum? <laughs> the gun does higher damage and fires faster than the standard forty four. Oh, wow. And if if you have at least 50 sneak, you can conceal it as a holdout weapon. Sweet. So that my uh, my handsome greeter at the tops won't take it away. The one I killed? <laughs> the one you killed, Rick. I'll never forgive you. <laughs> um, if you want to find the Lonesome Drifter to get this gun, he's in front of a Sunset Sarsaparilla billboard near the El Dorado Gas and Service. Uh, and you can actually talk to him in relation to a quest... Uh, for the tops, I believe it's called Talent Search, Talent Pool. Yeah, Talent Pool is the name of the quest. Yep. Uh, Tony Torini or Tommy, Tommy, Tommy Torini. I forget. I killed him. Giver for that. Yeah, you killed him. He he's the uh, <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. of uh, of the tops. I think he's got an eye patch. I think he does have an eye patch. I think you're right. Uh, it is uh, kind of a squishy gun. It needs to be repaired more often than the standard 44. Squishy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Sorry, uh, I'm, just, I'm just picturing him pulling it out like whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. it's like just the barrel kind of melts. I'm like ah, oh, I gotta repair it again. <laughs> so that's the uh, that's the end of our mysterious bag of mystery for today. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I never even caught the fact that the mysterious stranger is could possibly be related to that uh, that lonesome wanderer. And I never, all the times that I've talked to that guy, I've never ever had the dialogue option that even referenced that pistol. So I mm-hmm. don't know. If it's just because I didn't have the perk at those times, or what? Um, but yeah, I don't remember exactly what. If you needed to have a certain speech skill, or if it was only related to the the uh, talent pool quest, I don't recall. It's been uh, a number of years and, since I've recruited him. And so what I'm gonna do with uh, my Ringo character is sneak up behind him, blow his head off, take the pistol. I hate and you it. so much right now, Rick. <laughs> just wait till my psycho run. It's gonna be awful. Great, <sighs> awfully great. Um, so yeah, uh, like usual, we have some uh, emails from you guys, and uh, our first one to kick it off is Kyle Yazi. I think I'm saying Yazi. Right. Yazi, Kyle Yazi. That's an awesome last name. He asked us, "What do what?" That's a Navajo name. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Um, so he asked a question on uh, Twitter, and we we're paraphrasing for length. Um, he asks, will we be able to modify stats on weapons and armor like enchanting in Skyrim, like add rad resistance, barter, guns, etc.? And I hadn't even thought of this when it comes to the modification system in, in Fallout 4. But I, it, I think it'd be really awesome to do that to where you make like a f- fedora that's purple or something, or you make some gun that has bonus limb damage somehow. And I'm wondering if that's not necessarily tied into something that you augment the gun with, but it's tied into parts that you can put into the... Well, I guess that's the same thing. But you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. you 
like the coil spring on the plasma rifle or something like does like bonus limb damage because maybe it concentrates the plasma in some respect or some like scent thing that you stick in your power armor does like charisma i don't know but it would be really cool like an air freshener you got like a little tree (laughs) hanging off your power armor like like a necklace and it's just like a gas station (laughs) air freshener deep to the side of your power armor and if you're real bro about it it would be like one of those black ice ones that everybody has anyway um (laughs) that'd be so funny he's just got like a pine scented air freshener around his power armor and some random npc's like ooh up <laughs> how you do it have never smelled that in my life <laughs> so i i yeah i i'm kind of hoping it will be in there i didn't see anything kind of hinting to that although the the mod system does kind of allow a lot of room mm-hmm. for that because they just showed parts that do affect the gun as far as um you know accuracy and damage and maybe fire rate and stuff but maybe there's internal p- parts and pieces that kind of you know, augment it in ways that aren't necessarily, um, you know, damage or speed related. But uh, it seems like it's very, very likely that'll be in there. What do you think, Shaleen? I agree. I think the crafting system looks so deep that it is highly likely we will be able to mod our gear, um, our weapons, and maybe our armor too Yeah. to add these different traits. And I think it's cool. I would love that to be part of Fallout 4. It'd be really awesome. Mm-hmm. So we have another email from Mackenzie. Why don't you take this one? Mackenzie writes, Dear new favorite podcast, Ooh. in the last episode, thanks, Mackenzie. Thank you. Episode two, The Man with the Power Fist. Yeah, this is kind of an older email. We're trying to get to all of them. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. In episode two, The Man with the Power Fist, you mentioned that you thought that Fallout 3's beginning sequence dragged on too long. While I do not fault you for this opinion, we all must have opinions, I reserve my right to heartily disagree. Fallout 3's opening sequence is one of my favorite and one of the most immersive, in my opinion, in video games. It shows you growing up in the vault, shows you interacting with your father and the other members of the community. As forward skips in time occur, you see yourself and those members of the community change over time. You know all their names and personalities. You know the scientist who helped your dad present you with your BB gun, a rite of passage. And when bleep hits the fan and you grab that trusty BB gun and your baseball bat, You know the names of the corpses that lay dead in the hallways, and the names of the security guards who killed them. And when you escape the vault and are presented with the unbelievably open sight in front of you, and the endless possibilities open to you blow you away just as much as it would if you had actually lived in that vault. Thank you for listening to my ramblings. Love the podcast, guys. Mackenzie Dustin Echoes Washburn. Um, what are your thoughts on it? On the, on, the, on the opening. Well, I really, I kind of agree with Mackenzie. I like the opening of, of Fallout 3. I actually like it more than the opening of Fallout New Vegas. Um, yeah. I, I think it's, it's cool that you're born and that you grow up in this vault and you see your friends at different stages of their life, Amada and Butch as they grow up and your dad as he starts to age. Um, the crazy uh mr handy and and (laughs) the cake yeah i love the cake and uh yeah i i uh i agree with her i think it is a very effective opening and i i don't i don't remember saying that it was uh that it dragged on but i uh i suppose we did 
I, I think I said that because we were talking about the uh, Wanderers Edition mod for Fallout 3 in which you could continue on that uh, same opener um, or you could... That's right. Yeah, or you can quote-unquote... Mm, right to the action. Yeah, wake up and pick your backstory and start in a different location. And um, I had mentioned that it was just lengthy because I- I'm the kind of person that starts characters over and over. Because right. I, I like to role play. I could play one character for like an hour and a half and I'm like, well, now I want to be a ex-school teacher in the vault who mainly <laughs> focuses on a 10 millimeter pistol. But at the same time, he's a little angsty because he couldn't get Amada. And then I'll start a new character just based on that, you know, little improv, mm-hmm. improv that I came up with in my head. So um, That's a real difference in our play styles. I'll uh, make a character and stick with them for... 600 hours yeah i just wish there was a way to skip it like you could just kind of like new vegas was a little bit more streamlined i wish there was a way you could skip it pick your stuff and go um Mm -hmm. but uh like you know but that's that's okay i mean i I just you know i didn't have the same attachment to those npcs with that i that i you know had seen growing up or whatever um there wasn't a lot of time to kind of get used to them and they killed my father's and I's good friend. So they were like, mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, now I don't even care who you are, you who lie bloody and broken and at my feet. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I like the intro. I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved the, the theatrical entrance. I just wish there was a way to skip it sometimes. But that's just me. So, uh, yeah. And I would like for the chat room to say, you know, to let us know what they think on the on the Twitter sphere, um, if they liked the intro to Fallout Three or not, or if they liked New Vegas's. And by the way, the fact that you said, Shaleen, and we have this on record, that you like Fallout 3's entrance better than New Vegas's is just another point I can use in Fallout Three versus New Vegas. But we'll get into that sometime later. As for now, you can, you guys, you listeners and viewers and chat room, you could tweet at us at Fallout Off The Record. And you can tweet to me, at Rick McVick, and you can tweet to Shaleen, at Shaleen L, uh, with some of the questions we were talking about here tonight. Um, so it would, be, it would be awesome to interact with you guys and talk with you guys. But yeah, so you can also email us at falloutotr at gmail.com. Uh, give us your questions, your comments, um, anything that you like or dislike about the show. Let's have a conversation, and maybe we'll read it on the show. I say maybe because we can't get to all of them. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, please like us and subscribe to uh, the YouTube channel. There's a lot of great shows that come out on it. Every show that's streamed live to Twitch gets, uh, gets on YouTube. So for the most part, all of them do. Uh, you can check us out on iTunes and or Stitcher. Please leave us a review. Um, we have a couple of five stars uh, shout outs that we have here. Mega Pain, Knob the Destroyer, a looter, Al Uter, a looter, a looter, a looter, I a think. Looter. Uh, He's and, in the chat room. Hi, AJ. Oh, hey. <laughs> Sorry if I pronounced your uh, handle wrong. And then Lego King 777 um, Thank you for the awesome reviews that you guys have given us. Um, and for those who left reviews without leaving a, a paragraph of text, it's, it's great to see all of them piling up. It's just awesome. So we record uh, live Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash questgamingnetwork. And please check out all of the awesome shows that are streaming as well on QGN and also YouTube. And those are Elder Scrolls Off the Record, Classic Elder Scrolls, Dragon Age Off the Record, Warcraft Off the Record, Rift Reforge, 
Rift Reforged, Dota off the record, which just had their debut, I believe, this week or is it last week? On Wednesday. Wednesday. They had, they had their, it on Wednesday. Yeah, their episode one. Um, so yeah, they're up and running. And then the Mortal, on- Mortal Online podcast. And tonight uh, at 10.30 is Dancing with Daggers with Rage from ESO off the record. Uh, it's a fun little stream of ESO where they can, uh, they usually do a dungeon. Sometimes they do guild runs. It's pretty cool to watch it. And uh, every once in a while, uh, he'll play some music. And I usually just sit down with New Vegas and watch them stream uh, as, you know, my second screen. And it's just a lot of fun to hang out with them. And, and that'll be at 1030 tonight here at twitch.tv slash Network. So, yeah, we have some things I want to say before we have our uh, sign off here. Um, next week, be prepared for some Wasteland Challenges. Uh, we'll be challenging you with some crazy awesomeness that um, we'll check back in on Episode 9 and see how you did. So we'll, we'll uh, announce those on Episode 8. And uh, like I said before, we have a giveaway coming up. We have a couple of Funko Pop vinyl mini mystery figures from Fallout. Ooh, uh, mystery. Series. Yeah, they are the mystery ones. So, oh, geez, man, that's so much mystery going on. Um, we'll be giving those away coming in September. And, oh, it is, no, it's not September. Jeez, I lost track of time. I've been watching Doctor Who. My mind's all wobbly, wibbly, wombly, timey-wimey. Um, so we'll be uh, giving away two of those mystery uh, minifigs to two lucky winners. And we'll talk about that more in September. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for joining us for Fallout Off the Record Episode 7, Mystery. Have a good evening. Try not to die!